yo we back back in this thing like we left something welcome back to this week's episode of i got a story to tell y'all know how i do before we get to the story i gotta give somebody their flowers and this week that person is my nephew christian aka chris aka jig aka jones aka hen i love you dude you've always been more like a brother than a nephew you and i are only 12 years apart i remember you came into this world big mouth big ear little boy i love to see the man and the father you've grown into keep doing what you're doing jig i love you you know that with that being said i got a story to tell y'all let's go takes place in the fall of 2002 i'm living in tampa florida my brother and i have a two-bedroom apartment off of del mabry it's an upstairs downstairs apartment my bedroom's upstairs his is downstairs in our living room we don't have like normal folks a couch and love seat chair we have two big black new leather recliners in between those recliners there's a table we have a big TV and a bunch of DVDs. In the kitchen, we don't have groceries like regular folks. We have a refrigerator full of beer and champagne. On the counter, every liquor you can think of and a bunch of wine. On the other counter, there's a safe that we keep cash in. There's an office space right by the kitchen. We have a big desk, two office chairs, and a computer. And we have a drawer that we keep every piece of paperwork that we ever got. I'm talking about old mail, old receipts, uh, any piece of paperwork we keep in this drawer. So this is a Friday. My brother and I are about to go out and kick it. Going to Club Joy on a Friday night, which was our normal spot. Go out, kick it, have a great time. Saturday, we wake up, go to breakfast, come back and do our normal Saturday routine in the fall. Sit in our chairs and watch the Ohio State University Buckeyes play football. This Saturday, we watch them. We get done. My brother says, hey, you want to step out to Club ATL tonight? Now, Club ATL at the time, it was a cool club um, there in Tampa. It, it had its hood moments, but it was, a, it was still a cool spot. So I'm like, yeah, we can go to ATL. So he's like, hey, we're going to go down to International Mall, get some kits to throw on before we go in there. Cool. While we're shopping, I get a text from my homegirl. It says, hey, Mike, there's a probate on campus tonight. Probate show on campus tonight. You should come through. It's going to be thick. I'm like, I right, bet. So I tell my brother, I said, hey, I'm going to go to a probate um, show on campus. I'll meet you at the club. He like, cool. So I go over to campus. Campus is University of South Florida. Shout out the Bulls. Go over there to the probate show. It's a lot of people. It's a success. It is a good time. I'm about to leave and go meet my brother. My homegirl says, hey, hold on, Mike. I want to introduce you to somebody. I'm like, all right, cool. She introduces me to her, her homegirl. She walks up. She has a thick accent. She's Jamaican. 
So I introduced myself. Hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. She says, I know who you are. I'm like, well, shit. Oh, okay then. My homegirl walks off. Me and the young lady, we exchange information, whatever. I go meet my brother at the club. Sunday. My brother and I are down at Raymond James Stadium watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play. Our normal routine on Sunday when they were in town was go to the game. After the game was over, for Sunday dinner, we'd go one or two spots because neither one of us ever cooked. On Sunday, our normal spots, if we were going to stay out and eat, we would go to the Cheesecake Factory at International Mall. But if we were going to eat at the crib, we would go to Boston Market and get food and take it to the crib. So we go to the Cheesecake Factory. I get a text from the young lady I met the day before. Hey, what you up to? Not chilling with my brother. Okay, maybe we can hang out sometime later this week. Cool. Monday comes. She sends a text. Hey, there's a party on campus on Friday night. You should come through. All right, cool. Now, Friday, I'm double. I'm double booked, meaning... I was going to go to the little, little party she invited me to, but then there was another young lady on campus that I was trying to get at. Now, this other young lady, she was odd. She was an odd bird. Um, so she was, so her father was in the military and they moved around a lot. Her, her father's from Mississippi. Her mother is from North Dakota. So she was born in North Dakota. Then spent majority of her life in Puerto Rico, then finished high school in Mississippi before she came to school in Florida. But she was odd. She was, she, she talked weird, like real monotone. Um, you know, no fluctuation in the voice. Um, pretty young lady, no frame though. Like no ass whatsoever. Like somebody hit an ass with a backpack. Like ass was gumped in and shit. And like her fashion choices were real bad too, right? So she would wear, y'all might remember these, but they were like jeans, but didn't have pockets on the back. Like some shit you would get from like, look like some jeans you would buy at a gas station. So she would wear them. And one time I saw her and she had them on and like, she ain't had no ass to hold up the pants. So her pants like gumped down and she like, her panties like bunched up at the top, like real weird shit, right? She walked weird, talk, but I saw the potential in her. So, you know, I would entertain her from time to time. So I was supposed to chill with her on Friday too. But the young lady that I met was like, hey, is a party on campus. You come through. All right, cool. So I get clean. I get clean and go to the party on Friday. I'm wearing jeans. I have a pair of black Louis Vuitton sneakers on. I have on a black um, hoodie. And I have on a red and black Cincinnati Reds baseball cap. Now, like I told you on a previous episode, my fragrance of choice at the time in 02 was Pie by Givenchy. But this night, I said, I'm going to step it up a little bit. So I sprayed on a few squirts of Creed's Green Irish Tweed. Some people call it G.I.T. So I go over to this party. Walk in, it's pitch black. Oh, nigga, it's dark in there. But people were in there and they in there dancing hard. They're playing island music, right? Reggae and, and, and dance hall and all this shit, right? Now, I'm not going to say I have the broadest of range and, and, and vast knowledge of all dance hall and reggae. You know, I know the normals, the Capletons, the Bob Marleys, the, you know, Sizzler. You know, I know that. They playing shit I ain't never heard. Oh, and these niggas is in here sweating and dancing. Oh, and it's musty in there. It smelled like an old Subway sandwich in there. 
but they in there, they having fun. Now, I don't realize this is an island party till after about 10 songs, 10 straight songs of reggae and Calypso drums and shit, right? Because I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, Hove got some, some dope shit out right now. Maybe the DJ will throw that shit on. Well, you know, Uchi Wally kind of cut too, so maybe they throw that out. You know, well, we are in Florida. Maybe some Trina and Trig. Nah, nigga, it's an island party. I'm like, shit. So after about another five songs, that was enough for me. It was time for me to go. Now, I don't have a problem with reggae or dancehall because even like, you know, a, a party back in the day, like say DJ Ron Hunter, he going to have a reggae set in there. You know, he going to have the, the norms, the no, no, no. You know, he going to have them. They weren't playing none of that shit, right? So anyway, I'm like, yeah, I, I got to bounce. So I tell old girl, I say, hey, I'm about to dip out, you know. I'm, I lie and say I'm about to go hook up with my brother. She's like, all right, cool. She walks me to my car. She says, when am I going to be able to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with you? So in true, you know, nigga fashion, I'm like, shit, I'm free whenever. Just let me know. Not thinking she's going to respond right then. She says, okay, tomorrow. I'm like, well, shit. Now, I'm saying shit because I done told the little odd strange girl that... Um, her and I will go out to eat at Bennigan's. Now I'd canceled on her the weekend before. So I'm like, shit, now I'm double booked. Cause I done told old girl, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll come through tomorrow. She was like, I want to cook for you. All right, cool. Now she's a Jamaican woman. Her accent is thick. And a lot of times when she was talking, I'll be like, huh? Like, huh? Rude as fuck, right? I get it. So I tell her, I'm like, yeah, I'll come through. Saturday comes the next day again. I'm supposed to be going to the Jamaican chicks crib and I'm supposed to be taking out the little odd girl to the Bennigan's. I go to Citrus Park Mall. Get me a kit. I get fresh. I have on jeans, a black V-neck, like light sweater, not no sweater vest. I ain't on no boys to men shit like a, a sweater, like a V-neck sweater. I have on some brown and black Louis Vuitton slippers. Tonight fragrance of choice oh because i want to go in there smelling sweet i spray on a couple of sprays of body curos by ysl right i get a text from the jamaican chick she shoots me her address i get on MapQuest to look it up nigga she stayed all the way out in what's called new tampa now, I lived in Tampa. She lived in an area called New Tampa. From my crib to her crib was almost an hour. So I'm like, shit, this is far. Because my plan was to go see Jamaican chick real quick. You know, ha ha he he for a minute. Feed her a lie. Leave. Go see little odd girl. We go to the Bennigan's. But now I'm like, shit, I got to drive all the way out to New Tampa. Little odd girl stays on the other end of Tampa, which is going to be like another hour and 15 minutes. So I'm like, shit. And I'm not supposed to be there till eight. So I'm like, shit, this ain't going to go well. So get in the car, drive out to the Jamaican chick's crib. Before I get out the car, yes, I traveled with the bottle of smell goods. I hit a couple. Because when I walk in, I, I step, I need that waft of air for her to be like, oh, shit, this nigga smelling good. Right. So I, I go up to the door. She opens up the door. 
She opens the door to her apartment. She has on a gray V-neck sweater and she greased up, y'all. She looking like Keisha and Belly, right? The crib is smelling fantastic. Whatever she's cooking, I'm like, oh my God. So let me describe the apartment. The apartment, when you walk in, the kitchen's to the right. There's a bedroom to the left. The living room is straight ahead. If you keep going a little bit further, there's another bedroom and then a restroom to the right. And there's a like sliding glass door, like patio on the left of the living room. So before I even get too far into the apartment, she's like, here, she gives me a glass of rum. Only rum I knew at the time was Captain Morgan's Spice Rum. She gives me some rum. We're talking, shooting the shit a little bit. We're talking about 15, 20 minutes. She says, let's go in the living room and sit down. I say, all right, cool. Now, she has a like a six CD changer, like radio system thing, right? Y'all remember them shits? You know, change it like, and like it changed to the new CD. She has the latest and greatest on of Island Grooves playing. I'm like, oh, this shit again, man. But it's not like the super upbeat shit, you know, it's, it's mellow. So it's, it's decent. So we go in the living room, sit on the couch. Her apartment is decorated like an adult lives there. Unlike my brother in my apartment who looks like some fucking teenagers live there. I sit down on the couch. I look on the coffee table right in front of me. There's a blue, gold and white ceramic bowl on this table. Inside said bowl, there's marijuana. Oh, nigga, some weed in there, and it's loud. This shit ain't whispering. It's loud. I said, holy smokes. She has weed. And then I'm thinking, like, who has weed sitting in a dish on a table? Like, old folks have butterscotch candy and peppermints. Nigga, she did. And this shit is loud. We're sitting there talking for a few minutes. I'm, I want to ask like Slim, like you weed on the table, but you know, but I ain't, I ain't say shit. About five minutes past, she says, I'll be right back. She leaves and comes back with a gold box. She opens up the gold box and she's pulling out some white rolling papers. She pulls out three. That's three. One more than two, one less than four. She's connecting said papers and she's rolling up a joint. Now, she ain't rolling up like no 1970s white paper reefer joint that your uncle and them used to smoke. She's rolling up some Bob Marley Snoop Dogg shit. She's not grinding the weed down. She's putting the nuggets in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll it up light. I said, oh, she smoked weed weed. She hit the weed a few times. Now. This is where I stopped the story because we got to go back. As she's hitting the weed, I get paranoid. You say, Mike, why are you getting paranoid? Let me tell you. I've never been a weed smoker like that. Weed has never been my thing. I've even had people since starting this podcast, people have asked me, nigga, how do you remember all this shit? You don't forget nothing. And I always say, I've never been a weed smoker. I've always thought like people smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, I know how it be. Yeah, I'll be like, they forget everything. I've never been like that. Never been big on weed. So I go back. I start getting paranoid because I go back to the first time I smoked weed. And it was with a, a young lady, with a female. I was a sophomore in high school. I was 15 years old. I had a girlfriend who was a year older than me. 
She was a grade above me. She went to a different school. She had a white Ford Tempo. She was very mature. This Saturday, her and I are supposed to go to the Showcase Cinema in Springdale and see this Freddy Krueger movie. Then she's supposed to spend the night at my crib. Now, you say, how is this going to happen? So I was home by myself this weekend because my brother was in college. He was gone. My sister was married with kids and she lived in Atlanta. My mother was going to Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. Shout out everybody in Aliquippa. She was going to Aliquippa to see my grandfather and my other family. So I'm home by myself. So the plan was for my girlfriend and I, or the young lady I was dating, whatever you want to call it, to go to the movies, come back to my apartment. She was going to spend the night because she had lied to her mother. Told her mother she would spend the night at one of her other girls' cribs. So, I'm waiting on her to come pick me up in the white Ford Tempo. And that bitch was loud, too. But it was a car. As I'm standing outside my apartment waiting on her to come pick me up because I wasn't old enough to drive, my boy Sleet, shout out Sleet. Sleet stopped by. My boy Sleet was going over somebody else's crib, but he was just walking through the apartments where I stayed. He sees me outside. We start talking. He says, man, me and my boy about to go smoke a blunt. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Where you going? He asked me. I tell him, going to the movies. He was like, man, hit this blunt before you leave. I'm like, nigga, I don't fuck with weed. You know that. He like, man, just hit the blunt. I'm like, nigga, you know I don't fuck with weed. He was like, how do you know if you fuck with weed or not? You've never tried. Nigga, I'm good. So we back and forth. Finally, I succumb to the peer pressures of marijuana. I hit the weed and nigga, I'm coughing. I hit the weed some more. Before I know it, I look up. I've smoked a half of a blunt by myself on my first time. Old girl comes to pick me up. I get in the car and I'm on some giggling, goofy shit. Oh, I got a case of the laughs. I'm laughing. My neck weak like a newborn baby. So my head falls. I'm looking out the window and I'm laughing. She's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. I'm on some goofy shit. We get to the movies. I'm on some goofy shit slash paranoid shit. I get up from the seat at the movie theater. I'm going in the bathroom, throwing water in my face. I come back. I'm laughing. I'm... She's getting super annoyed. She's getting annoyed as shit. To the point that when the movie's over, she drops me off at the crib by myself. Oh, she ain't coming in. She ain't spending no night. She went home. So, I'm in the crib. I'm paranoid. Now, that was the first time I'd ever smoked marijuana. Now, back to the story. I know this young Jamaican lady sitting on this couch with me. She's hitting the joint. She's hitting it, right? I know weed smokers are generous. I know at any moment she's going to be like, here. What does she do? Passes me the joint. I'm acting like I'm a fucking weed aficionado, right? That first hit, I hit it. Oh, and that bitch punched me in the head. I hit that weed so I took it down to my socks. Oh, nigga. I am coughing. You hear me? I'm coughing uncontrollably. I said, oh, nigga, I'm out here and I'm bad. I hit it a couple more times. I give it back. She's smoking like she's been doing this her entire life. I'm like, holy shit. She hands it back to me. 
I hit it a few times. I'm about to hand it back. She said, nah, you keep that. She rolls up her own. I said, oh, shit, a whole joint by myself. Y'all, I am so high. When I tell you how high I am, I'm so high. When I speak, like when I go to talk, I can hear myself saying what I'm saying. But it sounds like a goblin talk. Like I'm sounding like a goblin. It's like, blah, 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 blah. you know, like ghouls and goblins and shit, right? The little ugly ass creatures. Blah, 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 blah. I'm that hot, right? I'm sounding like a goblin when I talk. So I start freaking out. I tell old girl, I said, hey, you mind if I use your restroom? So I go in the restroom. I'm standing in front of this mirror, throwing water in my face. Giving myself a pep talk like Issa Rae in the first season of Insecure when she was in the bathroom talking to the mirror. I'm talking to myself. I'm like, Mike, come on with this bullshit, man. You on some bullshit. I'm talking to myself. You on some goofy shit. You ain't no bitch ass nigga. Pull it together, nigga. Like, I'm talking to myself like that. Oh, man. But I can't get myself together. I'm trying, though. After about mm, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, I'm like, well, I can't be in here too long because I don't want her to think I'm in here taking a shit in her bathroom. So I'm like, man. So I'll come out. She's rolled up two more joints. One sitting in front, like on the table in front of where I was sitting and one by her. She trying to light up again. I said, oh, Jesus, man. And now my heart starts beating fast. Oh, nigga, my heart beating. It sounds like a goddamn techno club, like EDM music. That's how my shit feel. And I start panicking. I'm like, oh, shit. I think she drugged me. I think she done put something in my weed and she trying to kill me. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm panicking. I'm like, man, I'm finna die in this Jamaican girl apartment, man. Don't nobody know where I'm at. Cause when my brother asked me where I was going, I just told him I'll holler at you later. So ain't nobody gonna know where I'm at. So I'm panicking. I'm like, oh shit, this is how I'm finna go out. I'm finna die in New Tampa. Ain't nobody gonna know where I'm at. So in my mind, I say, Man, I'm going to get my phone out of my pocket and I'm going to just send a text to my brother. I take my phone out of my pocket. When I go to look at my phone, I have so many missed calls and missed text messages from the little odd girl that I get sidetracked because I start thinking like, oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, shit. What lie can I tell her to get out of this? So I become preoccupied with the little odd girl and the lie I'm going to tell her and I forget that I think the Jamaican chick is trying to drug and kill me so I don't call my brother. So I forget, right? So I'm like, oh, shit. I was supposed to be taking this girl to the damn Bennigan's and I didn't forget. So, hitting the weed some more. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this shit, right? So, at this point, I say, you know what? I can't do nothing about it now, so fuck it. I lean back, right, on the couch. I'm looking at the root, like the ceiling of her apartment. It feels like a gorilla is sitting on my chest. I can't, like, lean up because I'm so, like, the pressure is so pushing me back that in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to count to three, then I'm going to sit up. And I'm like, one, two, three. But I can't move. So I'm like, shit. So after a while, it like the, the, the weight on my chest eases up. Her and I are talking. 
nigga, I'm so high. She's speaking Patois to me and the shit is making perfect sense, y'all. Like she says, me feel frost. Now, I know what that means. I've heard people say it before. Frost means like if a Jamaican person feels like drunk or high. But it's almost like it's English to me I'm that high, right? I'm like, holy shit. I done smoked some weed to make me understand other languages. So, we eat. We finally eat. The food is amazing. Now, I don't know if it's just because of the weed or what, but the food's amazing. I eat. We're talking a little bit more. Nigga. She rolls up again. I said, oh, nigga. Start hitting the weed. She's passing this one back and forth, back and forth. I start panicking again. Then I say to myself, God, this is what I say. I say, God, I think she's trying to kill me. But if you can just give me a sign to let me know that everything is going to be all right, I won't panic. This is what I'm saying, right? I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to God, all this shit, right? I'm like, God, please don't let me down here. Just give me a sign that something is going to be all right. Y'all, I swear to y'all, I swear, I swear to y'all, right after I had this talk with God, the young lady gets up and she goes and changes out the CDs on the CD changer. She puts six new shits in, right? Now, I didn't just ask God to give me a sign, y'all. And I believe in God. Y'all know that. Man, she hits the shuffle. Y'all know how you can hit shuffle when it just play random shit. The first song that comes on, y'all. Pussy Don't Fail Me Now by Missy. Y'all, I knew right then. I said, God is just out here showing out in my life. He's a way maker. Because when that came on, I said, oh, my God. What they say in color purple? I know there's a God. When that came on, I said, oh, nigga. God is out here showing up in my life. That was my sign. So, 10 minutes pass. We go. She says, let's go in, in my bedroom. Cool. We go in there. I sit down on a chair. She says, I'll be right back. Y'all know what that means. Fellas, y'all know what that means. Y'all know what they going to check. I said, ooh, it's finna go down. Like four flats on the Crown Victoria is going down. Man, I'm sitting in that chair. I'm waiting. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Nigga, next thing I know, I'm waking up and the sun is out. Y'all, I have passed out sleep. When I say this was the second best batch of sleep I ever got in my life. Now. The first best batch of sleep I ever got in my life, my boy Mac was there for this. My boy Mac gave me a gazillion shots of soju that he brought back from South Korea. I had them shots. I had a double deuce of some cheap beer from the corner store. And me and Mac went over Charlie B crib because some people was playing spades and smoking weed. And I caught a contact high and I fell asleep. That's number one. So Mac knows about that. So anyway, back to the story. I wake up. I'm so disappointed in myself. 
because God had shown me what he needed to show me. I knew what was going to take place. I said, oh, shit. I wake up. I'm disappointed. I go and get in my car. I drive home. But on the way home, I'm thinking, what lie can I tell the little odd girl to make shit okay? Oh, I'm thinking my mind is working, y'all. I get to the crib and aha, I got it. Now, a year before that, before all this takes place, my brother was in his bedroom putting together a bookshelf that he had got from Walmart. He was putting it together by himself in his bedroom with no shoes on and stepped on the nail and cut his big toe real bad. Like, damn to cut the damn toe off. I had to rush him to the hospital. Because the next day he was actually flying out to Hawaii. So I rushed my brother to the hospital. They stitch it up, all this shit, right? I know y'all saying, why the fuck you talking about this nigga Big Toe? Because this is how I was about to get out of this shit. I go in the crib. Y'all remember that drawer I told y'all about that we kept all our papers and receipts and all that shit in? I went straight to that drawer. I found my brother's paperwork from the emergency room that night. We keep everything. I go to Kinko's. I also buy one of them white out. Y'all know the, not the white out with the brush, but the little plastic when you pinch on the side and it leave like a little tape over the word. So when you make a copy, it don't look like nothing was covering the word. Oh yeah, I got that. Covered up the date on that, on that paper from the hospital. Made a copy, went back home. Oh, I got fresh, I got clean, right? Call old girl. I say, hey, I want to apologize. I said, I left the house last night, took my brother to the hospital. He almost lost his toe. She said, you so full of shit. I knew you was like every other nigga. I, I'm like, nah, it ain't like that. I said, I left in such a hurry. I left my phone. You know, I don't go nowhere without my phone. It had to be an emergency. She said, you full of shit. I said, I'm telling you, I took my brother to the hospital. The nigga toe was almost gone. She hangs up on me. What do I do? I drive over to her crib. Knock on the door. She answers the door. Nigga, what do you want? I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to tell you the truth. I'm hitting her with some of my best acting skills. Oh, nigga, I'm a thespian at this point. She telling me how full of shit I am. Till I pull out that paper. I say, see, look, here go the paperwork right here. Oh, it looked official. Like a referee with a whistle. It looked so official. I mean, it was official. Now I doctored it up a little bit. You know, I put a little season salt on it. She saw it. She was like, oh, no. I instantly, waterworks, tear form up in my eye. I'm like, I just want you to believe me. Man, y'all, she says, well, let, let's go check on him. He all right? I'm like, I just gave him some pain meds before I left the crib. I don't want to bother him. He going to be asleep. She's like, okay, I understand. I understand. Nick. Next thing I know, we driving down Dale Mabry. Pull into Bennigan's. Go in, sit down. And I order my Monte Cristo. 